intimacy, and that's been really cool uh, to see. We've also gained a lot of new friends that it's not just, you know, on the surface. We've, we've really grown to be good friends with these people and love going out to dinner and, and hanging out with them outside of the group setting. So that's one thing that we've taken that we really like is the fellowship with friends and community that we're starting to build here in the area. All I can say is whether this is your first time here or you've been coming here for 20 years, <laughs> don't be nervous. We're all here to do the same thing. So get out there, have some fun, meet some people, join a group. Hey, how about that? Eric and Erica Pope. Those are the greatest names for a husband and wife. Eric and Erica. Isn't that awesome? Hey, let's get the house lights up real quick because we have a lot of folks that are standing on the back wall. We need some seats. Can we make some room in this house? Come on, if you got seats next to you, hold up that number. Oh, front row, splash zone. There's three down front right here. I'm telling you, man, this is where the anointing is, down front, right? Isn't it right? Thank you, Barbara. Yeah, we got plenty of room down front. Hey, Weston. Man, it was awesome seeing dad back there in the waters with his girls baptizing them. That is awesome. All right, we good? Thank you guys so much. Amen. It's been a great day, hasn't it? Hey, isn't it great whenever you get to celebrate baptism? That, that these, these that were once lost is, are, are now found or those that walked in darkness have, have now seen the light. That's so good. So good. That's why we do what we do. Hey, I love the, the, the interview of Eric and Erica Pope there and, and just promoting our groups. You know, as great as Sunday mornings are here at 1910, we, we believe that, that there's still so much more that God wants to do in your life throughout the week, right? I mean, we have you for 70 minutes. And so, um, but there's so much more to download from the Father. And uh, we, we've created so many group opportunities for you guys. Many of those meet in, in homes. Uh, we have several groups that meet here on campus throughout the week. And we're running out of space for that. But uh, uh, we're making the, the most of, of what we have. And uh, it's just been an incredible opportunity. I love what Eric and Erica said there about how there's been community developed. But they talked about their marriage being strengthened as well. And uh, how many of you believe that? That, that when Jesus is the center of a marriage, it just functions better, doesn't it? Just functions better. And um, um, I just have to remind myself of that sometimes because I, I want to work harder or try to figure it out or solve it myself. Or if she would just get her act together, things would be so much better, you know? So was this a service that she laughed out loud at me last, last week? So, guys, it's been a rough week in my home. So if you would just pray for me. Um, but, but we want to encourage you guys. Our groups right now are currently winding down and they're, they're doing service projects around our community and we love that. Uh, but they're going to be cranking back up January the 27th when, uh, when the new year starts. You're going to be, begin to see all the different groups that are available for you to get connected with. And, and we, we just want to encourage you not to miss what we believe is an incredible opportunity. In fact, I, th I think it's kind of a gift from God giving us the opportunity to, to get together. Um, and so... Uh, we want to encourage with that. But Eric and Erica Pope, thank you guys for, for just kind of being transparent and, and real uh, for us today. Um, you know, one of the things I love about our church and kind of, I just alluded to it a little bit with our prayer time there. Uh, we know that, that for this time of the year, it's, it's not a, um, a festive time for so many. And I don't know if you were aware of this, but on Thursday night, we had a special time of prayer here called Hope for the Holidays. And uh, we know that there are so many in our, in our city that are dealing with, with hurt and loss. There's a pain that they're struggling with. And, and we, we, we opened up the house and just got together and we just, we just prayed over the needs of people. And, and what an incredible, incredible time it, it was. You know, that, that's why 1910 exists. 
we're about finding people and, and restoring them, right? And uh, coming alongside of them and wherever they're at and, and, and walking with them and helping them understand more of who God is and how he wants to be Lord of their life and what does it mean when he is the center of their life and uh, in control. And it was just a sweet, sweet time Thursday night. It got me thinking about our, our prayer ministry. Um, the, the, the very first structure that, that went up on these 30 acres that we sit on, um, we had a, uh, one of our elders went out and bought a, a big wall tent. How many hunters know what I'm talking about? This a big wall tent. And, and we put that wall tent back here in, 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 the, in the trees. And long before this, the field had been mowed and long before we had put up the new fencing, we put up a prayer structure. This, this church is built on prayer. In fact, Jesus said that my house should be called a house of, of prayer. Not music, not preaching, not missions, not giving. Although there's nothing wrong with any of those things, right? But, but Jesus was trying for, to, to get us to understand that, that when we pray, heaven comes down. Heaven comes. And I was thinking about that this morning and, and we've been challenging you guys to, to pray with us and, and this let's finish this emphasis that we're a part of. We, we want to finish paying this facility off, $1.2 million. And, and I love the, the emails I've been getting from some folks. Somebody's doing some math and there were some numbers that were like, made my head hurt this week that I was looking at. But just talking about how if all of us would just play a role that what seems so insurmountable at 1.2 million is, is, is really nothing. But it takes all of us. Just as we looked at a couple of weeks ago, the children of Israel began to, to bring everything they could to construct the tabernacle. And they brought so much that Moses had to say, hey, please stop. We have more than enough. We looked at this idea last week of Sabbath rule. That the Sabbath rule is finish something before you start something else, right? We, we finish a week and we, we, we pause before we move on to, well, that next week, right? God rested on the, the seventh day. He didn't rest because he was tired. Come on, he's God. He rested because he had finished. We want to finish this so that we can move on to the greater things that God has in store. I, I have a vision of, of, of a, a prayer facility here 24-7. It's just open for hurting people to walk into and just sense the presence of God. You, you guys know that when the Spirit is present, things happen. For us to be able to create a space for people to come and just experience the presence of God. For us to continue to be a place of ministry and coming alongside people that are, that are hurting and, and struggling, right? They're all around us, you know that, right? And it's not just a, a once a year time of praying, but, but just a, a, a facility that stands here for the, 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 the people in our community to come to and be ministered to by the presence of God praying about finish this. I hope that you've been praying with your family about what you guys might be able to do above your, your regular giving here at 1910. And it's, it's, it's not necessarily the great big gifts that, that are needed. I mean, we will welcome those, but, but it's, uh, it's, it's the commitment of all of us. Pastor Jason, I wasn't there when you guys committed to this. Well, I know you weren't, but aren't you glad we did? Because you're here now. And I, I, I know that you, you probably wouldn't like to be a part of those 6 a.m. load-in times for us at Champion High School when it's pouring down rain and pulling 
four trailers loaded of stuff, right? But God has blessed us with this. I think God trusts us. And I think he's saying, hey, listen, I got so much more in store that I wanna do. And I want us to show God, hey God, you can count on us. You can count on us. We're gonna go for this with you. So I'm gonna ask you to continue to pray with us as we begin to bring, some of you have already been bringing it. We thank you for that. But as we continue to bring the rest of the month to finish this, oh, so that God can get all the glory. And we say, look what our God has done. Amen. Hey, stand up with me one more time. Grab somebody's hand next to you. I'm gonna pray over us today. Sign of unity. Hands are joined. That means we're in this together. We're, we're committed to this and we're praying together. In fact, I just wanna encourage you right now in your own voice, just lift up a prayer right now to the Father. Just call out to him. Hey, has God been good to anybody? Come on. He's good. He's good, isn't he? He's good. Aren't you grateful that Jesus is greater? Oh, man. The enemy may be having a filled day and he thinks that he is one, but no, our Jesus is greater. God, we love you and we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your blessings and, 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 and how you provide for us on so many levels each and every day. God, even on our worst days, we are still a blessed people. You guys know that, right? If you make more than $2 a day, you are considered wealthy in the world. Yeah. And God, you fed all of us something this morning. Everyone in this room looks good. Most people smell nice. You brought us here and we've been able to sing and freedom about you Lord we're with other people this morning and God thank you for your goodness Lord I want to pray that you just impress upon us our role in finishing this Lord we, 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 we want to move forward to the greater things that you have for us God we, 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 we hate to tell people we, we don't have room Lord I, I hate having to turn up the lights on one end to, to, to make space for people and it's, it's embarrassing and it's just, it's just awkward God, we, we look forward to, to, to more meeting spaces where, just as the popes have said, we can have more opportunities for discipleship opportunities and groups to meet. God, we just know that you're not finished. Come on, do you guys think God is finished with his work on earth? No, he's not. There's something more that you have to do. So, Lord, I pray that you would have great confidence in us. I know that we're flawed and I know that we make mistakes, but, but God, I, I want you to know that we are serious, God, about fulfilling your command to go and make disciples. So Father, I'm, I'm praying that you would just impress upon all of us as we seek you, God, how, how we can be a part of finishing this. And God, we're gonna shout your glory from the rooftop. We, 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 we wanna show people, look what God has done. And we want it to serve as a testimony to, to, to others as to who you are and what you're capable of. So thank you, Jesus, in advance for what's gonna take place in this room pray all these things in your holy name. Amen. Thank you guys so much. You're awesome. I won't make you stand again until we get finished here in about three hours. Okay. So yeah, the 1130 crowd is going to start walking in. It'll be awkward, but anyway, we're just, we're just going to say the spirit took over. Okay. And uh, it's going to be great. Thank, glad you guys are here today. It's been an incredible a weekend. And, and for those of you that have struggled, I, I, I struggled. And I, this morning I woke up and I said, God, thank you for getting me here today. Thank you for getting me to this place today. And, and, and my wife and I drove in two separate vehicles. 
um, today because of her, her rude comment out loud laughing last Sunday. And uh, hey, is it hot in here? Who's hot? Round of applause if you're hot. It's kind of an arrogant statement you just agreed to. Anyway, um, it's hot in here. Somebody help a preacher out. I'll be sweating and anyway, glistening. Um, what was I saying? No, I'm okay. That's all right. Thank you. Oh, now, now you're playing nice. Now you're playing nice. Um, where was I at? Lousy week. Oh, I was just thanking God. God, thank you for getting me here today. And we prayed this morning. Angie and I were praying um, through our Bluetooth devices because, you know, you need hands on the wheel. But, but we prayed this, and we pray this every week. May your people come today expecting to meet with you. You know, there's something special that happens when you truly come expecting something to happen, right? And, and, and I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if you came with expectancy. I don't know if you just came because, well, because somebody invited you. I don't know if you came because you didn't have anything else to do. Um, you just, or you're trying to put another star by your name for the year because there's only two more left, right? Um, but, but I just know that when we come expecting to engage and meet with the Spirit, that's what happens. Whatever your expectations are when you show up somewhere, that's normally what you get. And so if, if your expectations were low, well, you're probably, that's what you're gonna leave here with. But if, if it's elevated and high, so we just prayed for that. I hope that every time you gather, you would just come expecting the Spirit to move. You know, when the Spirit is present, incredible things happen. And we pray that every week as we gather in this place. Amen? Thank you guys for being here. We wanna continue today in this series called the center. Hey, by the way, how many of you, by a round of applause, have never been to Christmas in the city? Give you guys. Awesome. Awesome. I hope that you can make plans to, to come this year. Uh, hey, and I, can I get you guys to help me out with something? Can y'all help me out? All right, my mom's coming in next weekend. Yeah, so, I mean, there's so many different levels of prayer I'm going to need, but... <laughs> But when you see her, would you just brag about her youngest son? Because here's the deal. She always calls me by my older brother's name. Anybody else's mom do that? You're like, she like, forgot your name somehow, you know? And everybody always says, oh, the baby has it. No, I'm telling you, the baby doesn't have it better because he never has his own name mentioned by his own mother, you know? And anyway, my mom's gonna come. She's never been here for Christmas. So she's chomping at the bit to go to the Red Rooster. My favorite store on Main Street, the Red Rooster. Come on, somebody. Tell Gracie that Pastor Jason said that. And Jennifer, you tell him. Pastor Jason sent me in here, told me to spend a lot of money. Um, and she's coming to Christmas in the city. I hope that you'll make plans to get there. It's about an hour long or less of a service around the heart of our city. And as Pastor Chach mentioned, we get to sing about the birth of a Savior. And, and, and I get to preach about heaven coming down to earth. And the hope that that means for all of us. So I hope that you'll make plans to join us um, a week from tomorrow. It's coming. Wow. Christmas is here. We're, we're going to continue in this series called The Center because we believe that when, that, 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 first of all, that Christmas is all about Jesus. Would you agree with me there? It's not about Amazon and, and black market or black market, black Friday sales, <laughs> maybe about black market, black Friday sales. And um, yeah, Wow. Um, but it's about Jesus and, and, and that very truth that we just saying that heaven came down to earth. And so we've been talking about what does it look like when Jesus is the center of, of everything? What does it look like when Jesus is the center of my life? 
Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and, and all these things shall be added unto you, right? What did it, last week, what does it look like when Jesus is the center of the church? You know, he built this. <laughs> this church was built on him and it's all about him and it belongs to him. Today, I want us to continue in this, this idea of, of the center. And today, I want to talk about what does it look like when Jesus is the center of our home, of our home. Now, why, why am I talking about our home? Well, it's, it's one of the two places that you spend the most of your time at. The other is your work. Or if you're not working, you maybe you're still in school. It's school and, and home, right? It's a big deal. And, and, and we may get you one hour a week. So for those other 167 hours in the, in the calendar week, what, what's happening and, and where, where's your focus and, and is Jesus a part of everything that you have going on in your world? So what does it look like when Jesus is the center of our home? I found this quote from, from Dr. Billy Graham. He says this, he says, the broken home has become perhaps the number one social problem of North America. And ultimately it could lead to the destruction of our civilization. The basic unit of any society is the home. And so when the home begins to break, the society is on its way to disintegration. The problem does not make the screaming headlines, but like termites, it is eating away at the heart and core of our social and moral structure. Hey, do we believe that Jesus is greater and can make a difference in our homes? Do, do, do we believe that when Jesus is at the center of our home, it just, it, it's, it, it, it goes against this, this quote that I just read from Dr. Billy Graham, right? Jesus at the center of our home. And so today we're going to talk about that. And, and I want to share with you real quickly, three things that, that, that are present, I believe in a home where Jesus is the center. They are love, peace, and unity. Love. Some of you say, okay, we do pretty good there. Peace, you're like, ooh. Some of the worst fights happened this morning getting to church, didn't they, right? Right, come on, kids, let's go. I, I kind of said to my wife, let's go, honey. You know, I did, I apologize for that. Um, and unity, right? I'm gonna unpack those real quick, but then I wanna, yeah, let's just go there first. Right, let's talk about love. What, what does that mean, love in our homes? You know, in John chapter 13, verse 34, Jesus says, I've given you a new commandment to love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. I know sometimes you may not feel like it, uh, but, but I, I just can't get away from, from this, this word that, that, that Jesus, I, I, hey, Jesus probably has had an opportunity or two where he could say, you know what, I'm, you, you frustrate me so much, Jason Brown. I'm done with you. If he were human, he would think that, right? But he's... He's not, right? He's God and, and he thinks differently towards us, right? But, but what does it look like? How is love played out in a home where Jesus is at the center? Well, first of all, I think there's, there's this environment of, of forgiveness. You forgive one another. In fact, in Colossians chapter three, verse 13, it says, make allowance for each other's fault and forgive anyone who offends you. And then here's that part of the Bible I just wish wasn't there in this verse. Remember the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. Don't you hate those parts of scripture? Like, oh man, you know, because I can't say, oh, I didn't understand that first part. No, I understand that second half that I've been forgiven much, right? I believe when Jesus is the center of your home, there's this, this spirit of forgiveness that, 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 that is offered. Even if they don't deserve it, even if they never ask for it. Listen, some of us are walking around our homes with this, this 
bitter spirit towards something and, and, and it's, it's dominated us and it's affecting us more than it is the person that maybe we have the issue with. Forgiveness is always present. When, 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 when Jesus is the center and love is present, you, you also accept one another. Romans chapter 15, verse seven says, therefore accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. Hey, listen, I, I believe that to truly love someone, we, we, we've got to stop trying to, to change the person for, for our own purposes. I don't know how many times I've been in a, a premarital counseling situation. And, and it's, it's normally the dudes that have some rough spots. And, and, and I hear this, hey, pastor, I, I know he's a little rough around the edges, but I'm gonna fix him. I'm gonna take care of that. And I'm going, you, you are not God and this is going to be bad, right? Some of you may have even entered into a relationship like that. I know he's a piece of work, but you know, I'm, I'm so good and, and good's going to rub off on him. And, and I'm not saying that, that that doesn't always happen, but uh, I just know that sometimes it doesn't work out that way. But, 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 but loving, this, this, this love that's accepting type of love, it's, it's patient, and, and, and it's kind. Even when someone doesn't meet your expectations. Anybody have kids? Have your kids ever met or not met an expectation you have of them? Right? Anybody have a husband? And that husband's not maybe met an expectation or you ladies I know are perfect, you know, but, but, but a lot of times we, we, instead of accepting the person for who they are, we, we try to change them too much. And, and, and I just, I don't think that that's true love. And I would also say that, that this idea of, of honoring one another should be present when love is in a home honor, you know, that, that, that word honor means to, to esteem with high regard. It's, it's to elevate someone. I used the illustration earlier today. I don't know how many baseballs I've had in the course of my lifetime that I've thrown and played and tore the covers off and unwound. And I mean, just buckets and buckets of them. But there's one baseball that stands out above any other baseball. And that's the one that has Nolan Ryan's autograph on it, right? Because he's special. And, and, and that is a, it, that's not just Pastor Wes Brandon's autograph, although yours would be right behind it, right? But, but you know, when, when, when you honor someone, it's, it's kind of like you holding them to, hey, they are autographed by God and I'm gonna hold them with high esteem and, and value. In fact, in Romans 12, 10, it says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. I love that. Hey, there's a second thing. When Jesus is at the center of your home, your home is peaceful. How many of you like peace? Is there anybody that doesn't say no? The opposite of peace is what? chaos, war. How many of you like that? No, we, 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 we want peace, right? And there, there are people this time of the year where we, we sing songs about peace on earth, right? And, and I, have you ever heard the story of the Christmas truth, truce that, that broke out back in the, the world war and, and the, the, that, that Christmas Eve where, where the opposing armies, they, they called a truce. And, and, and what you have is soldiers actually coming together and playing games together and sharing chocolates with one another and goods from back home for, for, for 24 hours. They just called the Christmas truce. You ought to look it up. It's a great story. But peace, everybody longs for peace. Listen, our homes ought to be the safest place in all of our culture. Your home ought to be a peaceful place. It ought to be a safe zone, not a war zone. 
Our, 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 our family ought to feel, feel protected there and that they can be themselves and our, our kids ought to feel encouraged when, when they're there. Laughter and joy should, should, should dominate, not words of destruction and negative attitudes, peace. And I know that maybe I just struck a nerve with some of you here today because there might not be peace in your home right now. We're gonna talk more about that in just a second. 1 Corinthians 14, says, God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. So when I think Jesus is the center, truly the center of your home, peace is present. Listen, Jesus calms storms and he can calm the storm in your life right now. Just call out to the, to the storm caller and let him come into your situation and let him bring his peace. Thirdly, not only is love present, not only is there peace when Jesus is the center, but, but also unity. Unity. L living in unity, I believe, is, is the mark of a home that is centered on Jesus Christ. You know, when, 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 when a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. There's a verse of scripture in Mark chapter 3, 25. It says, a family splintered by feuding will fall apart. Some of you right now are dreading uh, Christmas because you might be reconnected with a family member um, that, that there's maybe just a, 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 a tough, tough spot with them right now. Or, or you're dreading that aunt or that uncle, you know, that, that's real loud. And it's all about them. Um, there, there's somebody, but but I, I said, unity is, is such a big... In fact, unity was that thing that Jesus, one of the last things that Jesus prayed before he left the earth, Father, may they be one as you and I are one. And I'm just telling you, a house where Jesus is the center, there will be unity together. Now, I'm not saying that we all will always agree, and your kids are not necessarily going to always like a decision that you make, right? But I'm just telling you, there, there is a, there's a unity that is present when, when we're collectively seeking Jesus and placing him in the center. Am I making sense to you so far? Now, that's what it looks like. And, and, and I wanted to paint the pie in the sky and, and the feel-good stuff, right? But the reality is it's hard to live that, isn't it? Come on, somebody. Anybody struggling with any one of those areas that I just described to you? Love is, is non-existent. Maybe between a husband and a wife or a kid to a parent or brother and sister to one another. Even the dog you're mad at, I don't know. Or, or maybe you're, you're, you're not in a peaceful home and there's no unity and everybody's just kind of running off and doing their own thing. There's, there's, there's no energy. How do you foster a, an environment that, that creates love and peace and unity? So I, I wanna share with you two things to be aware of, okay? One of which is kind of a warning uh, and, and this is a gut check time. But the second is, is, is what I believe is the key in, in fostering that type of an environment. I would say this, to, that, that I believe that, that we have to be careful and protect what we let come in to our home. And I know that we, we live in a day and an age and, and our parenting just, it just seems to maybe have changed a little bit because we, we don't want to offend our kids or, or we don't want to offend what, listen, I, I think probably for most of us in this room, we, we probably have a pretty good grasp of those things that we know brings God honor or those things that bring him pain, right? You, you know some stuff. 
And I, and I just think that in order for us to, 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 to make Jesus the center of our home, we, we, we need to protect what we let come in. We, we, we need to be on the alert for evil. Let me just tell you something. I don't know if you know this, but, but Satan does not want you or your friends or your family to follow Jesus. Did you know that? He is not for you. In fact, remember scripture calls him the thief. He's not for you. And, and, and there, there is evil that he's constantly trying to, to throw at your home through technology. And I know that it's an easy babysitter these days to just give our kids a tablet or, or a phone, right? And, and, and just let them do their thing. And, and we just need to be careful of those things because that can lead to so many evil circumstances. Am I talking to anybody? What we watch on our TV, maybe some of the music that we listen to. Listen, I'm a music connoisseur. I love it. My daughter, Annie, loves riding around with dad because I know all the words to the songs that she does. And I sing them better too, right? Um, but, but, but I have to be careful and not trying to be the cool dad because there's some filth and stuff out there as well that if I'm not careful, oh, the enemy just wants to use that, just a cracked door to get in. Are you with me there? In, in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says to stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We need to be on the alert and protect our house and not let evil in. And I'm going to talk to a group of, of people that I think it falls mainly on. And that's you men in the room. It's you men. And uh, we're to be the protectors of our families, aren't we? We're to provide and to lead. And I believe part of that leadership is that we are a spiritual barricade against anything the enemy wants to bring into our homes, right? I, I believe that God is calling for some men to step up today. So you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume the leadership in my home again today. And um, I, I think that, that it could possibly be painful for a little bit of time for people in your home if you have to make some adjustments because you're letting just too much flow in. But, but I'm telling you, over the course of the time, Jesus is going to take care of that. And he's the center of it all. Are you with me there? And the second thing I would say in, in closing is this today. Not, not only do we need to protect what we let come in, but you need to speak about Jesus often in your home. Do you do that? How many of you say, you know what? We, we talk about Jesus in our home on a pretty consistent, regular basis. My, my, my thought is that the majority of us, we don't. And, and we just assume, oh, I, I take them to the hill. Or, or we were all there together Sunday as a family. And, and we're thankful for those opportunities. We're in a life group for, for Pete's sake, Jason, or goodness sake. I don't know, why don't you say for Pete's sake? Who's Pete? For goodness sake. Um, but do you talk, do you have conversations in your home around Jesus? Um, Madison, my oldest, uh, I was really feeling convicted about this a few years ago. And, you know, just a little transparent moment here, all right? I want to be transparent and vulnerable with you, but, but, but we don't have in, in the Brown home, we don't have that, that big all come together family devotional time. You may do that in your home, and, and man, that is awesome, but, but we don't. We don't do that. Um, and I was really feeling like a spiritual failure 
And then Madison kind of stepped in several years ago. She said, Dad, listen, we, we don't do that, but you need to stop beating yourself up over that. She said, because here's the deal. I, we talk about Jesus all the time. And, and I hear you and mom praying for people. We, 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 we listen to, to music that is edifying and, and, and lifts up Jesus. We, 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 we don't watch a lot of the, 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 the mess, the evil stuff on, on TV as well, you know? And um, so, so although we may not have the family devotional time, Jesus is still present in our home. Do you talk about it? Is family worship a priority to you? Is church involvement a big deal to you and your family? Listen, we're honored that we get you guys for an hour, for some of you two or even three hours a week. Thank you for that. But the reality is you're gonna leave here and you're gonna go back to your home. And then what then? What, what happens then? You know, for the Jews, there was a, there was a, a section of, of scripture that was um, held with high regard to them. It's called the Shema. And it was something that, that was a constant reminder to them, a challenge to them of, of what their role were, was as parents in the lives of their kids. And, and I want to read those words to you real quick today in Deuteronomy chapter chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. These were the commands given to, to Jewish nation. These are the commands and decrees and the regulations that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. You must obey them in the land that you are about to enter and occupy. And you and your children and your grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. If you obey his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a long life. Hey, is that pretty clear to you so far? If you obey his commands and his decrees, you will live or you will enjoy a long life. That's pretty clear. He goes on to say, listen closely, Israel, and be careful to obey then all will go well with you and you will have many children in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors promised you. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them. Check this out. When you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up, tie them on your foreheads and wear them, uh, tie them on your hands and wear them on your foreheads as, as reminders. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Is your home controlled by Jesus that way? That's the command. That's the model for us. And I know that, that life happens and it's easier to talk about the weather or it's easier to talk about the bad test score or it's easier to talk about your room's not clean or, you know, dinner was a little off tonight, you know? Um, it's easier. Life just happens and takes over. I get it. But what would happen if all those things became uh, less major and the one who really ought to be the central focal point took his prominent place in our homes. So does the Spirit of God control your home? Is, is, is Jesus at the center of it? Listen, today you can, he, he, you can start afresh and anew. You, you, you may have blown it. I've blown it over the course of our marriage a lot. 
but, but I still want to make those adjustments that I need to in order to keep Jesus at the center. Does that make sense to you today? I want to invite you to stand with me today and our ministry team's going to come and make themselves available. But I just want to, I want to share with you one more verse and, and, and just, just trust me with this. I'm going to read it. It's not on the screens, but I just want you to listen. In fact, just close your eyes and I want to share these words over you. Joshua 24, 15. If you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? You've got to choose whom you're going to serve. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. That's my prayer for every home represented here today. If you're married, maybe this is a time for you and your spouse to to recommit to one another, to to placing Jesus at the center. Maybe you're a single parent. Hey, I'm telling you, you you, you still have an incredible opportunity to put Christ on display for your family. Make him the center. I'm telling you, when Jesus is the center, everything's better. Do you believe that? It's better. So God, that's my prayer for everyone in this house today. God, that you would be the center of our homes. God, that we would seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously. God, that that we would create that environment of love and peace and unity. God, that we would protect what we're letting come into our home. And God, that we would speak about Jesus often. That's my prayer. Lord, I pray a blessing over every home represented in this room today. Those watching us online, thank you. I pray, God, that you would just invade every home and dominate it with your presence. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You're dismissed.